Welcome to Theater of the Mind. Theater of the Mind is an unofficial D&D 5e actual play podcast. Theater of the Mind is not appropriate for all audiences and therefore listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Theater of the Mind. Uh, my name's Mike. I'm your dungeon master for this evening. And today's group question is, before everything changed, what was the rest of your week going to look like? My name's Amanda, and I am playing Mel Kelly. Uh, Mel had a pretty busy week she wasn't studying for midterms because she apparently missed them (laughs) 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 however she did have uh, several days of work and she was just starting this new fitness class it was a combination like taibo kickboxing with a little bit of uh, tai chi and uh, she was a little worried about making sure that she actually had enough soccer moms to keep the, the, the class going, but she had high hopes. Really high. <laughs> I'm genuinely intrigued as to what that class looks like. <laughs> How many terms did you Google beforehand? <laughs> oh, that was all off the top of my head. <laughs> Really no, you start. Okay, so you warm up with the Tai Chi, and then as you get going, you start throwing in a little kickboxing, and then you get your time. Oh, so and then you back your way. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then you, you back gotta, your you way back down, and you end it with a nice, relaxing, holistic Tai Chi. Okay. I hope she calls post? it tied in a knot. This is a legit <laughs> class now. Do you get a yoga pose and a namaste at the end? Always. <laughs> I'm Jeremy, and I'm playing Elliot Brandybane. And Elliot was coming into town for supplies. He came comes in once a month, whether he needs to or not. Uh, since his calving season was over, he was going to spend the night in town, cut loose a little bit, and um, move cattle to the North 40. Cut and loose by drinking very light beer. Very light beer and glaring at people. If anybody tried to, you know, make small talk, he was fully intending on growling at them. and <laughs> telling them, Mind your own damn business. <laughs> Don't worry about um, me, Shetty. Right, like. I'm Brunel, and I am playing Olnok Vaga Johnson. And uh, we'll talk about his name someday, but not today. Um, <laughs> so Olnok, the rest of his week looked pretty chill, actually. There wasn't a lot going on. Um, you know, he's got to go to the local high schools and talk to kids and pretend he wants them in the military. And he doesn't. But, you know, he's got to act like it because he's got to make his money. So he was just kind of checking out for that fre- that Thursday, whatever day it was. What day was it? Thursday? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday? Oh, bro, it was... We were good until Monday, bro. Like, I wasn't... (laughs) So, 
Olnock was just going to kick it at the bar for a little bit, go home, and just kind of chill and not think about his job until Monday as best as he possibly could. That was the whole trip for the week. And then Monday through the rest of the week was just going to be his standard recruiter schedule, going and talking to kids, setting up whoever's coming to the recruiting office for workouts and everything else. And just uh, kind of keep the pace and play along with the Navy's little game for a little bit longer until he has his wonderful, wonderful, blissful retirement. Not getting senioritis at all. No, Short-timers. no, definitely not. He's committed. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am Downs, and I played James O'Brien. And uh, James's week uh, started out great uh, all the way up until Saturday where he had to come in for overtime because somebody had to call in. <laughs> so, missed my favorite knife, found it, good. Uh, I had to spend all of Saturday uh, serving quote-unquote meat to people in a bar who don't really care. Uh, He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, James was planning on spending the rest of the week uh, looking forward to his issue of Knives Weekly. <laughs> and... <laughs> Very, very voluptuous issue coming, by the way. Yes, it's cutting edge. (laughs) I want to see this centerfold. But yeah, he was uh, planning on spending the rest of the week uh, serving meat and gruel to a bunch of pub goers. There you go. You really need to try the kale chips. They don't have them at the restaurant. Well, they do now. They should. (laughs) She brought them to the restaurant. (laughs) I can say with 100% certainty that we don't and we never will. (laughs) With enough butter, anything can be good. I don't think you you don't put butter on kale chips. No, you don't put butter on kale chips. (laughs) Don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. This is why I'm the cook. I'm surprised <laughs> that Melanie eats butter. You know, everybody song. has yeah. their bad days. <laughs> that's that's Melanie's uh, vice, right? That's how she gets through life. <laughs> butter. On her cheat days, she eats a lot of butter on her kale chips. Butter and chocolate, man. <laughs> Not at the same time, usually. <laughs> That side of the table's got some weird eating habits. Butter and chocolate. <laughs> chewing on his puppy's lamb ears. <laughs> I'm Casey. I play Emery Lee. Um, Emery's week was going to be a lot of work at Shamrock Sheep. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, And in between, she does work on a lot of her art stuff. I think she had an online like Etsy storefront where she sold little metalwork pieces because she was trying to make a career out of metal sculpture and you don't sell the big pieces that often. Fair. So you fill in some gaps with some small work. So here's the question, with the city of Grand Junction constantly adding roundabouts and then deciding to put sculptures in the center of said roundabouts, did you um, apply to win the bid for the sculpture up in the Redlands? Probably. I don't think... If Emery has any statues displayed anywhere, it's probably like just off Main Street. 
I don't know that she has any like prominently on display in town. Gotcha. But gotcha. it's definitely a goal because there are a lot of metalwork statue opportunities with all of the new roundabouts. Yeah, they're only putting in like 52 of them or something. Like yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah, but you got to have family on the city council to get into those bits. Yep. You could say that they're fixing up the city in a roundabout sort of way. Oh. <laughs> Dad joke coming in hot. All right. Brown. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's go ahead and do our who has to say what happened last episode rolls. I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> Highest roll gets to tell. Yikes. Six. Do not be 20, dude. I don't need that shit. Be a natty one. I need a natty one, bro. 17. Fuck. <laughs> Oof. 18. <laughs> <laughs> 12. <laughs> I got I'm going to have to make some shit up. All right. I got an eight. Eight. All right, Casey, what happened last episode? <laughs> I'll help you out. We started with the train wreck. Okay. Um. So the train was, we were wandering Main Street, helping people as best as we could when we, we heard an awful crash and went to see that a train had derailed, which had some questionable chemicals in it. So we went to, where did we go? We went to the police department and uh, broke the door open, kind of, uh, and got them and the fire department to head towards addressing that problem. Um, in the process of addressing the train problem, there was a fire in a warehouse nearby, which we decided to take it upon ourselves to put out while the firefighters were getting set up because we did not want anything risking the train blowing up while we were near it. Um, so we went inside to address the fire. Uh, Emery learned that she can cast magic now uh, which she has never been able to do before. Um, then we spent several hours helping address issues like this of around the downtown area, evacuating people, getting people moving. And we conned the bike store man after out of a lot of bikes and gear, deciding to head out of town. We went by Melanie's apartment to pick up some stuff and Melanie made a deal with some spooky entity to get cell phone signal and be able to use her phone as she normally would. It works. It works in a terrifying way. But it works. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if I like the phrase conned the uh, bike shop owner. I mean, we gave, Ellie gave him his credit card yeah. number After when the power's had on. He had essentially been EMP'd. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be fine when the power comes Just use the paper on. thing. He'll figure it out. It'll be all right. Sure. <laughs> Definitely. That was an entirely honest transaction. My Absolutely. Bad. Facts. He didn't exactly try to stop us. He was a little bit shell-shocked. He seemed a little depressed. Yeah, he was pretty down. Hey, I he was going to write him a check if he didn't want to run the credit card. I would have wrote him a check. Because that's better. <laughs> hey, that check's good as gold. Just don't cash it till next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after we finished at Melanie's apartment, we ran by... Emery's apartment where she picked up a couple of her things including her small 
um, blacksmithing kit where she makes a lot of her small metal work pieces. Um, and then uh, someone tried to mug us for our bikes in the alleyway and blasted him pretty strongly with some magic. And we headed out of town. We headed towards um, we're going towards to Elliot's house. ranch. I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> I know I did too. I can't see it, so I was like, "What is this?" And I think that's where we left off was when we were on the road. So make sure fantastic we're all... recap. Yes, yes. Uh, you guys had basically just decided where you were going to make camp. Um, Elliot pointed out a couple of boulders that were probably going to murder you in your sleep. And that's where we left you. Sweet. So, so we didn't s- camp under the boulders, right? Well, Elliot, I, I was making a strong case for you not to. I guess technically that's up to you guys whether you slept under the murder boulder or not. <laughs> <laughs> the mur- <laughs> I think he said that they roll in their sleep. So I would like to not. Please. Yeah. I think we camped us in a safe place with no rocks that want to kill us. Uh, so you guys spend a little bit of time. You uh, It probably takes you a couple of minutes uh, to figure out the brand new camping gear you acquired. Um, we had stopped at that mountaineering place off of Main Street and y'all got hooked up with some sweet outdoorsy gear. Um, so you're, you take some time, you get that set up, you have rations, um, I guess it's up to you guys if you want to feast on rations or if you're going to attempt to cook something tonight. I don't feel up to hunting tonight and over here by the interstate's not a good place anyway. I'm just going to warm up some water out of the river and pour it in my freeze dried, let's see, beef stroganoff. So, question: Is uh, Olnock eating his uh, MREs out of his pack, or is he eating better camping food? No, nah, I'm gonna I'm stick with the MREs because, like, they have a disgusting amount of calories. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and down one of those, and probably not need to eat for a couple of days if we're being honest. <laughs> Fair. So you guys take your time. You get your camp set up. You get your tents pitched. Um, I would assume Elliot is probably helping with that. All these new tents, God, he's trying to fix slot A into B, and this is missy old stick and canvas, but we'll make them up. These are also new. There's still the instructions in them, so I think we're figuring it out okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you read the instructions? How hard could it be? Because there's slot A and slot B and... And this tent's basically a mini house. And I'll show you this beautiful tent that it collapses while we're talking (laughs) about it. It's fine. It's warmer this way. It's warmer? (laughs) That's definitely how that works. Sure. I'm going to go gather some wood and start a fire. I can do that. I'm going to cuss at all my slots. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys spend about an hour probably getting your camp set comfortably. Elliot finds plenty of firewood. Uh, It's mostly brush, things of that nature, but you're able to find some 
you know, some firewood um, in the area. They're able to get a decent-sized fire. Uh, the sun's setting pretty well at this point. Um, there's two pretty good glows coming from Grand Junction. There's one out by the train that exploded. That's glowing pretty good. And then you see another pretty bright glow coming from the airport area um, where you'd heard the first boom. And you do see a handful of smaller smaller campfires starting to kind of pop up along the interstate. Um, there's definitely a lot of cars on the interstate. A lot of people were traveling and just stopped. Um, thankfully, there's no nothing much to fall off of. Um, so you're not seeing too many horrific accidents at this point. But there are definitely people who, you know, th this is where they're at. So they're setting up some campfires. Nobody right next to you, but, you know, within eyesight, um, out of earshot for the most part. Occasionally you hear uh, a loud bang, a loud pop, things of that nature as people are seeing if their guns work, much like you guys did at the end of the last episode. Um, but for the most part, it's a pretty calm night and you're able to, you're able to get bedded down for the night. Um, and you guys just going, uh, going off to sleep. No, we, we better have somebody watch tonight. I was just about to suggest that. That's a good idea. Watch for what? With so many people nearby and the fact that someone did try to mug us for our gear already today, I would feel safer if we kept an eye out. Yeah, not just for people, but for wildlife. That too. I'm basically a natural night owl, so if you guys want me to start and we can go in shifts, that would be great. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll take last watch so I can do my morning yoga. <laughs> Perfect. I'll, I like where your priorities are. Let's... I'll I'll take the watch before Melanie. I'll take third shift. I don't sleep much anyway. I'll sure. take second. So Emery gets an easy night tonight. Yeah. I'll take one tomorrow night so one else can have a break. So Olnok's on the first watch. How do you keep yourself from dozing off while everyone else is sleeping? I mean, just to pass the time, um, you know, I do walk around occasionally, kind of checking things out, just kind of looking around the camp area and making sure everything's in order and we're all safe. Um, investigating any noises that I see. This first night, uh, go ahead and, just for shits and giggles, go ahead and roll a perception check. That's not good. All right, here we go. <laughs> That'd be a 16. So you, uh, like I say, you see some bats. Um, they're probably flying pretty close to you. You guys have a campfire, which would be attracting some of the early bugs, uh, some gnats, things of that nature. So the bats would be kind of dive bombing, but they're not really bothering anybody. They're not bothering you at all. They're just kind of there. Um, you definitely, you make note that there are quite a few campfires along the highway, um, but nothing of any, any danger. Okay, so I'm not on high alert yet. Correct. Uh, and then second watch was James? Yes, yes, it was. Perfect. So uh, Olnok does something to wake James up. Hey. Oh, God. I could pull, almost pull a knife. <laughs> James, what, James, what, bro, bro, what, it's me. What, calm, what, calm it down. Okay. Just relax. Okay. All right. What's up? It's, it's your, you're up. It's your watch. Oh, right. I mean, you volunteered. I'm just. Okay. Yeah, I know. I just was stupid when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything happen? Not really. I mean, we got some animals kind of hanging around. There's a lot of campfires around the area. Nothing that seems to be of any particular type of danger. 
pretty quiet on the Western Front otherwise, you know, so. All right. Enjoy your rest. Um, I'm planning on it, so thanks, man. So what does James do to pass the time? Uh, probably take stock of his knives again. He's not obsessive, I swear. <laughs> uh, sharpen any of them that need to be sharpened. Uh, probably do a rundown of his gear, check the food rations and whatnot. Nice. So here's the question. Are you more European knife set or more Asian knife set? Oh, God damn. I should have done some research. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him out, bro. Uh, the answer is yes. It's All a right. mixed set. There you go. All right. There you go. <laughs> Gotcha. I, I am a man of mixed cultures. I am an American <laughs> Irishman, so mixed cultures it is. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Perfect. Damascus? Uh, one Damascus. One that's my favorite one. There you go. So that's probably your chef's knife? Yeah. There you go. Very nice. Well, uh, your your watch passes pretty much the same way. You, you know, there's owls, there's bats flying around. Uh, you hear out in the distance the, uh, the call of coyotes. Um, but they're pretty far away. They're they're a skittish animal. They're not coming anywhere near your fire. Um, and with that, up comes Elliot's watch. All right, I am going to gently attempt to wake him up. What? What do you want? What happened? Uh, it's your turn for watch. Oh, okay. I must have slept a little bit. Anything yep. happened? Uh, nothing. Just basic, uh, basic wildlife. Okay, sounds good. Come on, Charlie, get up. Oof. I've got to get Charlie out from under. He's actually crawled in the sleeping bag with me. There you go. <laughs> so Elliot's going to actually unzip the sleeping bag, and he's going to pick up. Uh, he picked up two machetes when he was at the uh, the mountaineering shop. He's going to go far enough away from the camp so he's not in the uh, campfire light. And uh, he's going to just lay the sleeping bag over him. Charlie's going to weasel his way under, just picking his nose out. And then I'm going to just keep the two there so I can see the camp. And I want my back like against the canyon wall so nothing can come behind me. And I'm just going to sit quietly in the dark and watch. Perfect. It's definitely a little chillier. I mean, it's still early April in Colorado. And that's why I brought the sleeping bag. <laughs> so you definitely, you, you can, you feel the absence of the fire for sure. Um, but again, pretty much, pretty much uneventful. You know, okay. you hear the braying of the coyotes again. You're, you have a better view of the owls and the bats with you not having the light right on top of you. Mm -hmm. You're able to see quite a bit better. Um, and you're able to actually having moved away, you can see that there's quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of campfires popping up around, uh, the valley, uh, some of them further away. You couldn't see them with the, uh, the competing light of your own campfire, but having moved away, you can tell there's, there's a lot of smaller fires. You're able to see pretty clearly that the fire downtown from the train wreck is spreading pretty badly. Mm -hmm. Um, and with your better vantage point, you're able to see the, what what best guess would be car fires, things of that nature. Um, if nothing else, this uh, reaffirms the idea that getting out of junction was probably a good call. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's a pretty uneventful uneventful watch. Okay. Um, and uh, with that, it's uh, Melanie's. So I'll come up and I'll uh, just not hard, just tap Melanie with my toe. Melanie, you gotta um, get up. Why? Because you've got yoga. What? 
Oh. Yeah. It's and morning. Yeah. This is the 6 a.m. class, isn't yeah. it? Everybody's asleep. <laughs> but it's your turn. I'm going to get a little sleep. Nothing. We haven't seen anything. The fire's gotten worse in Junction. Wait, and, wait, uh, wait, what? Oh, oh! Yeah, shh, shh, oh, sorry. everybody's sleeping. I forgot where I was. Uh, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that happens a lot. There, there. This is just a little outside my element, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I'm just, gonna go find the coffee. Yeah. Coffee. <laughs> okay, well, don't walk back to town for the coffee. If you grab some in your pack, you can go ahead and make some. There's some in my pack, I hope. Yeah, yeah, we all hope. <laughs> but uh, don't let anybody sneak up on the camp. If if something looks scary, just scream really loud and we'll come help. No problem, I can do that. Okay, don't don't practice. Only do it if it's for real. Thanks. <laughs> okay, come on, Charlie. Let's get some sleep. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, with that, Melanie, uh, how how do you kill your time? Um, I'm guessing it's still kind of dark. Yeah. I think I'll spend some time huddled in the sleeping bag. I'll go looking for coffee. And then when the sun actually does start to come up, I will attempt to do some kind of normal grounding yoga thing. The oddness of the situation is kind of starting to sink in. She might be a little high strung this morning. So as you're hunting for coffee, um... <laughs> Using your mad uh, scavenger skills, um, the hunter gatherers trying to come out from inside. <laughs> um, you feel a uh, familiar presence start to take over. Uh, it's, I'm not going to say comforting presence, but a familiar presence takes over. Um, and you look off to your side and you see your friend from early, well, I guess yesterday. Um, the shapeless, hard to, hard to really focus on, uh, being from your, from your dorm. Um, he's standing off on the side and he's, he's kind of approaching you and he says, Hello, child. I see you have wasted no time in using my gifts. Well, yeah, that was the whole point. And are they working per expectation? Well, first of all, what's this they? So far, I've only found this cool cell phone thing. And yeah, by the way, it doesn't work that well. I keep trying to contact my dad. Yeah, can't get a hold of him. It's only 1,200 miles. So the ability to be the only person with usable communication devices is an insufficient gift? Just saying it's got a few issues. I see. Well, let's go ahead and consider this the trial period 
you got free trial period. I have so far gained nothing from our partnership. I believe it's time to balance those scales. Do you have any coffee? Uh, I will not be providing more gift. At this point in time, it's your turn. I'm listening. You, uh, uh, he looks deeply at you, makes direct eye contact, and as he does so, an image of a truck stop floods your mind. There is a young man, boy, at this truck stop. His life is in danger. I need you to rescue him from his companions. And you uh, image of a young brunette boy, ballpark of eight years old, flashes before your eyes. Um, he's definitely scared, he's definitely grungy, and he's... Uh, at this truck stop. If you save this boy, I will grant you one phone call with your father. I believe that is who you wish to connect with. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. After you have rescued the boy... A new image, an image of a small white church with a pointed steeple in the front, floods your mind. If you save the boy, I need you to deliver him to this church. I promise you that church will come across your path. If you deliver him alive, I will grant you a phone call to your mother as well. If you fail me, you will not be happy. Do I recognize the... uh Images that he planted in my head, are they at all familiar? The truck stop, possibly. Uh, the church, no. I say truck stop, possibly, because I don't know where you've traveled. Uh, but the church, no. Okay. Do you accept? I'll do the best I can. Fair enough, young one. I promise you, do not fail me. You will not be happy. And with that, uh, the being kind of fades away. Uh, not not so much a stream of mist, but just kind of almost vibrates into static out of sight. And with that, as soon as he finishes talking, you see the uh, sun crest over the top of the Grand Mesa. Um, it's bright light is tinted red from all the smoke in the air. Now that the sun's starting to rise, you see just how bad the smoke in the air has gotten. It's, it's pretty terrible. Those of us who were here for the big fire on the book cliffs, it's, it's about that bad. Uh, it's black, inky, awful chemical smoke. Um, so the sun, instead of its glorious yellow bright coming over the mesa, it's, uh, it's a bit of a red uh, pinprick of light almost. You can see the fires are still uh, burning pretty bad down in the valley. Um, you're pretty sure that with it being as cool as it was at night, that probably helped some. Um, but the sun is rising and 
your watch is ending. Do I just let everybody else wake up or do I start waking people up? I'm making coffee. What would Melanie do? Would Melanie is Melanie the get the hell up, let's get going type or I'm making coffee. She teaches like Pilates at six in the morning, so she's got a lot of get up and go. It yeah, seems. I, I feel like if they're not awake when I'm done with my coffee, <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> uh, so the rest of you start to wake up. I'm sure the scent of coffee helps. Um, and you know, tents don't exactly provide the greatest light barrier. Um, so as the sun, while it is definitely a dark red it is significantly brighter than the nighttime was so you guys start to stir you start to wake up go about your respective morning routines uh which uh what what, what are those are what are your morning routines obviously we got yoga and coffee knife roll call <laughs> <laughs> Are they still there? <laughs> <laughs> they better be. They better all still be here. <laughs> Could do a head count. Yep. Yep. Okay, yeah, we're good. Three three knives I heard counted. He has three knives. I was counting them in sections. There's <laughs> <laughs> a very delicate system. It's the chef knives, the pairing knives, and then the assorted other yeah, knives. Yeah, she gets it. <laughs> there we go. I now do we- think Emery's the last one to wake up. <laughs> so I-, I think that I've finished my coffee and I'm heading to Emery's tent about the time I start hearing wrestling. <laughs> You're awake, right? Mm. Morning. Morning. The rest of us are packed up. Chop, chop. Oh. She does get moving, though, after that. Slowly, but... Elliot's gonna say, I'll be right back. I gotta go for my morning constitution. And he goes off around a corner out of sight somewhere. You hear him cussing. Come on! Come on, it's gonna be a long day. Don't let me down today. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. It's going to be one of those days. I got to put up with these. He shortly comes back in an even more foul mood than he left in. I can't help but imagine that uh, Elliot's probably pretty sore. I I don't picture Elliot to be an avid biker. <laughs> no, but the horseback riding helps a lot. Fair, fair. Yeah, no, he rolled for poop. It, it wasn't good this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard for roll for PM before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys, you get through, you have your morning, you know, rations. Uh, Did anyone notice that this, this chocolate tastes really good? Which is weird because it's labeled as barbecue chicken. I'm just saying. <laughs> I... I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's just one of your MREs from your pack. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you steal one? No. <laughs> I feel like you might have stolen. Whatever. It doesn't matter. 
that, that's the best part of the Emery. 90% of the time is the little candy. So. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's get going. Why in the hell is Why she? are you so happy right now? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> She's like, I'm just faking it. Uh, <laughs> She's probably the only one of us that isn't sore at all, though. Like, oh, no. No, I'm good. Emery is suffering. <laughs> what? You, you guys have never roughed it before? Not in this way. Sure, the hell rides the most comfy rocks, but who the hell rides bad. a bicycle for travel? This is this it's is miserable. obscene. This is why we invented cars. And look how that's going for us. I mean, you she's know, she's unfortunately got a point. I, it worked I wish she well didn't. for the time that we had them, though. She's also got a point. I just wanted to point <laughs> that out. If, if anyone was listening, just, just keep track of arguments. Trying to. We get to my house, I'm getting my damn horse. Oh, that would be nice. Do you know how to ride a horse, Navy boy? No, I do not. Oh, it's just like laying in a cot. It's just the I, I can figure that out. That sounds figure-outable. <laughs> I can do that. Oh, I figured he rode seahorses. How do you make them stop biting? It's like a whole bunch of them. <laughs> you feed them lots of carrots, and if you do, they won't bite you. I tried that once. You gotta feed them more carrots. So I read on an online forum that you punch them in the face. That's camels. <laughs> oh, the, no, I'm pretty sure it's talking about horses. And, no. and the, there's a whole like Facebook debate about it. So I, I didn't learn anything. But, you know, you raise horses. So, yeah, no, if you punch one of my horses, I will cut your throat. No, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Who punches a horse? I right? don't know. I don't that's know so, the answer. That's kind of sick. I'm not going to lie. I just know that it was a thing that people were talking about, and I wanted to verify the information. Okay. Anyway, let's talk more bike. Go. Yeah, that that, that fires. Where is the rest of the coffee? Yeah, uh, by the I'll way, where is the rest the of the coffee? Did you drink it all? I'll make more. I make more coffee. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. So y'all get your coffee. You get your. Yes. You do your damnedest to get on Melanie's level. Um, <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Can't be done. <laughs> and with that, we uh, strike camp. I don't know. It's maybe nine o'clock in the morning at this point. Um, and you guys hop back on your beloved bicycles. Our noble steeds. Beloved <laughs> is a very strong word yeah. right now. Very strong word. Iron horses, and you <laughs> <laughs> uh, set off for Colburn. Um, That's a long Hey, we got to stop at the liquor store in Colburn. I, I told Walt that I'd bring him his whiskey was out, so I had to get him another bottle, and I forgot. So remind me, when we go by the liquor store, I got to get Walt some. Which one? Is that the first liquor store on the left or the right? Uh, the one on the right. It's I, I, I got a discount there. I, I think we should stop at uh, there's that gas station in the canyon and the one at we, we need to stop at all those truck stops just in case. What do you need to pee? <laughs> I might. What do you need gas? 
You know what though? We can raid the coffee that they have. Exactly. Ooh, we like can raid for supplies. Yes. I, I just think it's important that we stop in all those places just in case so we don't miss anything we might need. So as you ride, you feel your legs starting to wake back up. Uh, yesterday was definitely a challenge, and you feel it in your limbs. Um, I'd imagine Melanie and Olnok are probably the most used to this. Olnok having had to meet PT requirements for most, if not all, of your naval career, and Melanie being PT personified. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm assuming Elliot uh, and Emery aren't doing the hottest um, nor probably James, really. But uh, after about an hour of writing, you approach Palisade. Overall, Palisade seems much calmer than Grand Junction, which isn't surprising when you factor in how much smaller the town is. If it wasn't for the fact that there was dead silence, no traffic, no nothing, the town would almost look normal. I say almost because the smoke in the air has added a heavy haze that is settling down into the orchards. Uh, the town is famous for and in the heaviest spots it almost looks like something out of a horror movie a deep black fog creeping through the trees um, after another 20 minutes or so you follow the bend of the interstate leading you into Debec Canyon uh, the air starts to freshen up a little bit as you get near the river it's pulling fresh air with its uh, current from the opposite direction of the smoke and the scene around you is almost beautiful uh, that is, until you hit the bridge that takes the interstate over the Colorado River. This area is known for people speeding well beyond what is safe in normal conditions. Um, in fact, it's downright kind of scary some days. And it's clear that when the lights went out, several motorists went over the side of the bridge. Uh, there is a huge gaping hole on the side where the guardrails used to be. Jagged metal, broken concrete. Um, and you can see, as you get closer, you see uh, clear evidence of mangled, crumpled cars at the bottom um, and general signs of gore. I would imagine none of you look too terribly close. As you move further from town, you see that more and more of uh, the um, now pedestrians, former motorists, uh, decided to stay with their cars instead of moving uh, back towards town and your rate of progress starts to slow down. You're having to maneuver your way around more people, um, around campsites. No one's being overly aggressive. Just the sheer presence of them is making progress more difficult. Um, there's definitely some severe accidents. The speed limit through here is pretty high. Um, so when everything in the car turned off, um, the sudden stop was definitely a problem. There's a lot of there's a lot of blood around broken car windows. There's a lot of a lot of generally macabre, uh, gory scenes. Um, but they're really only there if you're looking for them. If you keep your uh, keep your eyes on the road and focused on the people who are upright, you're doing all right. Definitely, some of them are injured. A lot of a lot of wrapped limbs. Uh, a lot of tourniquets and slings and things of that nature trying to help people along you see a couple of half-baked tree limb splints for broken legs things of that nature um but most of the people you're passing are definitely focused on themselves and their immediate uh 
immediate people. Uh, they, they notice you. You're some of the only people that seem to be making any progress in a direction right now. Uh, but they don't really pay you any mind. Um, after about another 20, 30 minutes of progress, Melanie recognizes a truck stop off to the right. Hey there, listener. I just wanted to cut in here for a quick ad break. First off, thank you for listening. This project is an absolute blast to make, and I hope you're enjoying listening as much as we enjoy creating. Secondly, this isn't a sponsored ad per se, but if you are looking to do your own podcast or looking into a new home to host your current podcast, we may be able to help. We have been using Pinecast to host our episodes, and they have made what could be a complicated process quite simple. For just $10 a month or $110 a year, we have been able to host an unlimited number of episodes with no storage cap and no bandwidth cap. There is a cap on episode size, but for most podcasts, you will probably be fine. They also provide a tip jar that you can use to grant access to exclusive episodes. And they have a website builder with domain support. In other words, just about everything you could need to get your podcast up and running. Even better, if you use our referral code, R-409F5D, you can get 40% off of your first four months when you sign up for a paid plan for the first time. Doing so is also a great way to support our podcast. You can find a link to Pinecast, that's P-I-N-E-C-A-S-T, as well as our referral code in the episode description. If you are looking for a different way to support the podcast, please leave us a review on your podcasting app of choice, and of course, Word of mouth is the best way to help us spread. Thank you again for joining us on this adventure, and now we're back to the episode. We should stop here. There could be supplies, and uh, that one looks like he needs a break. I'm pointing at Elliot. Speak for yourself, young one. I can go long time. I <laughs> I could use a break. <laughs> My legs are dying. Poor Charlie's little legs are crossed, too. He needs a break. That's true. Charlie probably needs a break. He's got to run. You didn't put him in your trailer? I did, but he jumped out. I can't make him stay in there. Oh, poor Charlie. Oh, he's having fun. (laughs) What kind of dog is Charlie again? Oh, he's a blue healer. Okay. Oh, no, he's having fun. He's having having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Rough. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Up at the truck stop, you do see that there's a handful of people surrounding it. Um, With it 
With this truck stop basically being a beacon of light in a canyon of nothing, um, some people have kind of congregated around it, but it's nothing huge. It's not like there's a, uh, a swarm, so to speak. There's maybe 10, 20 people total milling around the parking lot. Um, hey, fair warning. There's a good chance that these people have already claimed dibs on everything here. Including the coffee. Is this the truck stop? We need to stop here anyway. I'm sure there's something that somebody didn't want. It, I'm, I'm stopping. You know, if we keep going to my house, I got everything at home. I'm stopping. Okay. All right. Fine. It's real stop. aggressive for such a like perky lady with the coffee in the morning and the yoga. You know, for someone who's supposed to be Zen, you're not Zen. A little right upsetty. Little upsetty. I'm on her side. I really, I do feel like my legs might fall off any second now. See, but that's like a reason to stop. She's just angry. But she's making a good point. <laughs> All right. All right, but just to be on your guard with these people. So you uh, take the off-ramp. Um uh, uphill makes you go a little bit past the truck stop, but you loop back around. And um, like I said, as you approach, you uh, you see some people milling around. Most of them are just some normal-looking people, just average average Joes who were very much on their way to somewhere uh, when their cars died. Um, not too many injured folk around here. A lot of the people who are here, you you see plenty of cars in the parking lot. A lot of them were just at the truck stop when their cars wouldn't turn back on. But uh, off in the uh, back, near the back pumps, kind of closer to the uh, the wall of the canyon itself, you do see some pretty grungy, dirtier uh, biker types. A lot of leather, a lot of chains, uh, a lot of fun hairstyles, and a lot of facial expressions indicating that you'd best probably stay away from them. Uh, and amongst these men, you do see a child. But uh, as far as the actual truck stop itself, again, there's a lot of people milling about. There's definitely, there. I mean, there is somebody who was working at the truck stop. Um, still there. They didn't get to go home from that Commitment. shift. Commitment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you guys can head inside if you wish. Or These guys look a little rough. Are you sure we shouldn't just keep going down the road? What about that kid? What about him? He shouldn't be with them. How do you know? He could be one of their sons. Does he look like it? I don't know. Does he look like it? <laughs> he is uh, distinctly mohawkless, um, distinctly not clad in leather. Um, he, he has, I don't know, little kid, cute polo shirt or something, cute Pokemon shirt, jeans, <laughs> something along those lines. Um, he doesn't look thrilled. Um, and the bikers don't look like they're being particularly paternal. Uh, they look like they're being more a wall between him and everyone else. You know what? Maybe Mel's got a point. There's something kind of not right about this. You know, we're going to die young doing hero work. <laughs> it's huh? just one kid. But hey, that's what heroes do. You, you'll feel better. I'm old. I can't die young. Ha! He did. He beat us to the punch. Uh, um, how many bikers are we talking about here? Uh, you can see four. 
I mean, we got the numbers advantage, kind of, a little bit. Unless the kid's fighting. We what got the think? Pilates teacher and the uh, sculptor, and they're I bikers. Think, I think they have the scare factor on us, for sure. We all, we also have the, uh, the less surprised approach of the handgun. We have those, too. We don't know what they have. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they probably have one, too. I would like to try to message the kid. Okay. Um, you can try that. That they are definitely in the back. Um, I'll get closer. They're nowhere near anybody else. Um, just to paint the picture, you guys all know the truck stop I'm talking about. Um, there's the main building by itself. There is a section of gas pumps, and then there is more parking lot. They're at the more parking lot area. Um, and in order for you to get close enough, you would have to be distinctly walking in their direction. They are about 70, 75 feet from the truck stop. Should we stock up on whatever we wanted to stock up on first? You guys do that. Well, I am going to go inside and see if they have water bottles at least. Okay. Uh, for ibuprofen. I'll look for that too. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of that. 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 You're right. It's <laughs> a good Lots point. of ibuprofen. I'm going to stick with Melanie. I feel like that's we should be splitting up too much. Same. Uh, I'm going to walk towards them with my phone like I'm trying to get service. Okay. Because you never know. It could turn back on at any second. I mean, these went out suddenly, could come back suddenly. We don't know. So Emery, Olnock, and James are going to move in their general direction. Melanie, not Emery. Oh, right. Yep. Sorry. I'm probably going to go with Emery into the, into the station. All right. We'll do the trio first, then we'll do the duo. Uh, So you guys move within 30 feet. The bikers are absolutely keeping an eye on you, particularly when one of you is a giant man in a naval uniform. (laughs) It's fair (laughs) distinction. You stand out pretty well. Um, If nothing else, they're confused by the giant man in a naval uniform and the small blonde woman in probably yoga pants and a tank top. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But you're able to get within 30 feet. just to give you some description, there's one real, real big boy. You know, we're talking like pork chop, big feller. Um, you see a feller just completely covered in ink tattoos everywhere. Uh, there's one biker who's got a sleeveless leather vest. And then you see a dude with a big old mohawk. Um, big, big teal mohawk stands out pretty good. Um, and mohawk definitely takes note of you guys. And you see him kind of murmuring to the rest of the group. Uh, they all kind of take now. The boy has also taken notice of you um, and is, he's not saying anything, but he's definitely looking pleadingly in your direction. Do any of them look like the leader type? Does Mohawk dude look like the leader? Based off that interaction, you're guessing. He said a thing and everyone else took note, but you are now well within uh, distance to do message if you still want to. Uh, I'm going to attempt it. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Then it works. You're able to. What are you? What are you sending to him? I, I guess initially a like you know blink twice if you're against your will kind of thing, or you need rescuing. Okay. 
Uh, so you send that, um, and then you see the group of biker thugs jump as they hear a ringtone, and they all whip their head around at the boy. The boy pulls his phone out of his pocket, uh, and he looks at it, and he definitely looks confused for a second, but you see him rapidly uh, blinking his eyes, um, which absolutely draws the attention of the rest of the biker group. Um, they grab his phone, and they're able to... Uh, you don't know. They grab his phone. Was that you? Maybe. Subtle. <laughs> Sorry. But you have a you have a young man confirming that he is in distress, and it, you can see him close enough now. It's the boy. Yeah. It, it's absolutely okay. the same child. He could use some help. We can't just walk away. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do here. I mean, I want to help the kid. We're currently outnumbered. I'm pretty brave, but there's four of them, and that one dude's basically me. Fine, you take you, I'll take the other three. I mean, I love the confidence, but we gotta (laughs) act with a little bit of realism here. (laughs) James, you got any of those knives? With you, like currently? Of course I do. You ain't chucking my knives. What if you distract them and I'll grab the boy? It's a diversion. Like, you distract them by taking on the big guy and they'll be all busy with that. We'll take the boy and we'll pick you up on the way out at, you know, five and a half miles per hour. You're seriously going to outrun them after I get my ass kicked by four dudes. Um... I, I, got yeah. an, I got an idea. Hold on. What follow, do you got, James? F- follow my lead. Here All we right. go. So as you guys uh, finish debating, you do see Mohawk grab the cell phone out of young man's hand and slam it on the concrete. Whoa, dude. That was like electricity was working. What the heck? You just smashed a working phone. What makes you think it was working? I, did you not hear the ringtone? I heard a ringtone. Did you guys hear the ringtone? I'm pretty pretty sure I heard a ringtone. See, my friends heard a ringtone. See, Mohawk looks over at big guy tats and sleeveless and is like, I, I didn't hear a ringtone. Did you boys hear a ringtone? And everybody shakes their head. Nah, nah, boss. Nah, we didn't hear no ringtone. And So Mohawk looks back at you and he's like, it sounds to me like perhaps you folks should focus on uh, your hearing instead of trying to meddle in our business over here. Yeah, your business with an eight-year-old kid? And the fact that you're all a bunch of damn liars, because I definitely heard a ringtone. Uh, that's my son. I don't know who you think you are there, Mr. Uh, Can I do an insight check? Absolutely. <laughs> Pantsuit? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that got me. <laughs> Twelve. The look of fear on that boy's face, you know that's not where the kid wants to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, ain't, this ain't his daddy. Um. I want to try. Mel doesn't know Mel can do this, <laughs> okay. but I really, really want there to be something ha- loud and obnoxious that just totally distracts them somewhere else. What 
is your mechanical idea for this? What Casting you... prestidigitation oh, okay. to make a noise so, like further away. Okay. To, like something that would distract this whole situation. Okay. We'll say, you know, you're focusing on their bike. You're wanting, you're desperate for some sort of a distraction, right? Uh, and you feel that same, that same presence from this morning and yesterday kind of overcome you. And as you're concentrating, uh, what, what, what sound would you like? Uh, how about we make it sound like one of the bikes is like going, Perfect. like it, the, the engine starts up or something. So you're staring at their hog, um, and all of a sudden you hear the rumble and roar of an engine. Um, which, again, the bikers jump. This time, jump. They're not. It's not even shy. This is the loudest thing anybody has heard in about 16 hours. See, it definitely, you all heard that, right? One of your bikes. It's, I'll, I'm going to try to, like, get the boy away while they're all like, oh, what the hell is that? All right, so you got within 30 feet of them. You can move up on them. Uh, they, they jump and they turn their back to you. Um, the boy is, they are between you and the boy. Okay. Can I start walking towards the bike to further distract them? Yeah. Yep. You sure can. Yeah. You uh, you want them to see you doing this? Yeah. I'm just I'm like have my hands out like looking at the bike. Like look, look at that. There's still technology. It's cool. Yep. So uh, big boy, big guy. Uh, he sees you coming, and he's he puts himself between you uh, and the bike. If for no other reason than that's just that's nature at this point for these guys, you don't mess with their bikes. Period. It's like whoa, whoa! Like put my hands up. Like I'm not gonna touch it. I just it's like it's running though. You, you guys heard that, right? Little man. Yeah. Back up. I'm gonna take like a step back. It's like, aren't you guys like a little excited? You know. Like, your stuff's working again, right? I think we got ourselves a problem of a man who does not know where his business needs to be kept. Aren't you guys just, like, a little interested in, like, the technology stops working and now it's working a little bit now? Like, I'm going to check my phone and I'm going to flash um, one of my knives that I have on my pocket, like digging for my phone. All right. I, I want to make another one do it. Like once I figure out that it had something to do with my willing it, I'm going to make another one do it. Uh, yeah, you're able to make another one make noise. They jump a little bit less. You can see confusion. Um, these are not men that handle confusion well, despite it being probably a semi-constant state. It turns, um, into, <laughs> turns into anger immediately. Yes. Uh Big boy, for sure. He doesn't understand what's happening, um, but he he's able to put together that he saw you guys and weird shit started happening. Um, so he is... Big boy's attention's on y'all. Mohawk's attention's on y'all. Sleeveless is trying to figure out how the hell a vike that is not moving, it is not producing exhaust, it is not showing any signs of life is making motorcycle sound. But yeah, you, have, you big guy and Mohawk are still absolutely fixed on you and they're getting agitated pretty quickly. I asked Gay Marie, did, did you hear a motorcycle sound? You know what? I didn't think about it, but there was definitely, cause we're in a truck stop, I didn't think about it, but there was definitely a sound outside like an engine starting. 
We should go check that out. We should go check that out. Hang on. Let me grab another bottle of this ibuprofen real quick. From okay inside, you guys do see that there are a couple more biker types in the truck stop. You also see an officer. Um, those two parties are significantly more interested in each other than anyone else in the building. But um, just uh, seems that you guys are in there. That's what you would see. A couple more. Uh, looks like another four bikers in there. Copper two. Cool. I think in the time that we've been in here, we probably grabbed a few water bottles just so we have something to not dip into our stores so a- hard. And the coffee. And the ibuprofen. And then I turn to Elliot and I say, you think we have a minute to grab the coffee before we go investigate <laughs> that? I don't know. But I think we should go see what's going on out back. Give me 20 seconds. <laughs> okay. Priorities. <laughs> this is the long-term game, okay? <laughs> playing the long game. I'm going to grab a Twinkie. <clears throat> Ellie's playing the long game, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you're able to step back outside. Uh, just for mechanics purposes, y'all are about 60 feet from the rest of the party. So you're uh, a dash away. We open the door and step outside, and I think Emery just like very specifically looks around for motorcycles and then kind of laser focuses on the stuff over there where our friends are. And they kind of, she kind of points us. I think those are the only motorcycles I see. Yeah, me too. Um, so I'm looking at the group at uh, like their body language and the way everybody's standing. I do an insight to yeah, say... Yeah, insight. We'll say it's a DC like 10 to see if it's a risk. Okay. Technically, you could get this wrong from that far. 11. Yeah, okay. Also There's 11. A, weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's odd. <laughs> there is definitely aggression. It's hostile. Um, okay, I think we better get over there. It looks like it's going poorly. Let's and go. Looking at the distance, I'm going to pull get my longbow pulled off the trailer. Uh, just for moving forward's sake, let's go ahead and do some uh, initiative rolls for ac- uh, action economy. So let's go ahead and start in the order my document's already in. James, what did you roll? I got a 19. Uh, Melanie. 19 as well. I think my dex is higher. Probably. What's, what's each dex? Plus three. Also plus three. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> Do we need to roll for... Yeah, go ahead and re-roll between the two of you. Heist is first. Ten. Thirteen. Okay, okay you win. <laughs> Nine. I'll Wait. give it to you this Five. time. Elliot? Dirty 20. Olnock. That would be an eight. We're killing it today with the dice. Yeah, apparently. Emery? Also a dirty 20. <laughs> Jesus. Bro, mine's all, I'm the only <laughs> low roll? God. One. Okay. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> Weird. I'm not even tanky yet. This is bad. <laughs> oh, we're going to be fine. <laughs> um, so, Elliot, you're up first. So, Elliot's going to draw his bow and uh, yell over to uh, the, who, the biggest looking guy. And says, hey, those are our friends. You better back off or you're going to be sorry, mister. And I'm going to hold my action 
if one of them, one of the 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 bad guys, make a aggressive move towards any of our party or the kid, I'm gonna let loose. Perfect. Uh, just so you know, you are 70 feet from bad peoples. Um, I got a longbow. I'm good at 150. There you go. Uh, so you're yelling at Pork Chop. Pork Chop looks up at you and just kind of laughs. Like, okay, old timer. Um, and he turns his attention back to the uh, aggressive redhead and blonde and naval boy right up in front of him. Um, and Pantsuit. Pantsuit, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up would be Emery in the order. I think Emery's gonna go a full movement closer. Just kind of cut that to thirty feet. Okay. Um, there she's kind of taking a cue from Elliot, and is doesn't have much. Pulls a knife that she got from the outdoor store and is holding it. But I guess okay. she's thirty feet away, and she doesn't really want to get into the fight mechanically i think i'm holding my action also okay to do a spell attack that emery does not know she can do triggered by um them attacking friends perfect uh and with that we are to um really quick i didn't specify a target which guy was the leader guy mohawk right mohawk's the leader guy okay so i'm readying the spell to hit him and with that we are to melanie uh so narratively at this point there's still bikers between the boy and us right so at this point, Mel is going to be, her thought is she really wants to get them away, just away so that they're no longer between him and us. Uh, mechanically, she's going to cast Eldritch Blast okay. okay. on the one, on whichever one is most in between. So right. if there's like one specifically that's between her and the boy, that's the one she's aiming for. Uh, Tats is directly between you and the boy. Okay. Um, so you're going to fire off some at him. So you would, again, that same familiar presence comes up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel, I'm assuming you're starting to get kind of mad. Is that a safe assumption? Absolutely getting mad. Um, definitely scared. Knowing that I somehow made the engine noise, but not really knowing how. Okay, so yeah, you tap into that same feeling with that anger coming up, and something tells you to extend your hand. Uh, You extend your hand forward, you feel an energy come from you, and you roll to attack. It's a 19 to hit. Yeah, yep, that hits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then some. Go ahead and describe. What does this look like? What is your... So it is a... It's this sort of like greenish, purpley, like force of energy that pushes them just away. Perfect. All right. Uh, how much damage? Six. Six. All right. So yeah, you uh, you're angry. You're staring down Tats because he's directly between you and the boy, and it hits him square in the chest. You caught his attention. Um, you've caught everyone. I think literally every person anywhere near here's attention. Um, and uh, he takes a staggered step 
backwards. And yeah, are you gonna move or? Uh, I'm gonna move forward, moving forward. Within melee or just close? Just closer, not quite melee. All right, I'll give you 10 feet from him. Yes. Perfect. You're right up in there. All right, James, your turn. Uh, I'm going to disengage from the big guy. Okay. And uh, as I'm backpedaling very quickly, I'm going to pull my machete. Perfect. How far away do you want to go? As far as I can go, which was about 30 feet. <laughs> so he's going to be up on me shortly, but Buy at least I'm time. moving away from the kid. Okay. And you're pulling your machete. Yeah. Perfect. All right. That would be your in. Come on, big boy. Let's turn. dance. <laughs> All right. With that, that brings us to Tats. Uh, Tats has had a weird six seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just got blasted by, he got magically blasted by this little tiny blonde fitness girl. Um <laughs> He genuinely does not know what the shit, but he knows you did a thing and now he hurts. Um, he's already kind of getting aggro, so he's going to pull his uh, his uh, hit and stick. Uh, and baton? Baton, sure. Baton works. That'll work. And he's going to move all up on your grill. Uh, this is not, this dude's not concerned. He doesn't have morals. He's not afraid of hitting a girl. Uh, so he's going to move right up on you and he's going to attempt to hit you. Uh, ooh, yikes. Uh, and he rolls an eight. So he doesn't. It's always a hit or miss when the DM says, ooh, yikes. <laughs> uh, and that's so, going to trigger Elliot's held yep, action. Yep, Elliot's going to fire a shot at Tats. I hope it hits 14. Hits. Beauty. 8 plus 3, 12, 11. 11 damage? Yes. All right. Piercing damage. All right. So he, uh, Tats gets hit in the hit face with uh, weird green purple magics. Uh, he makes a step towards Melanie. He's definitely thrown off his game because he just got hit by magic. Um which has never literally ever happened to him before. Uh, and he goes and swings, but between him being thrown off his game and you being fairly athletic, you're able to kind of sidestep him pretty easily. And as you sidestep, uh, where you were is replaced by an arrow uh, right up in him. Uh, he's still upright, but he's not doing what anybody would consider good. Uh, um, him attacking would also trigger Emery's held perfect. action. And Emery was going to cast magic at Mohawk. Perfect. What? Um, so Mohawk has to roll a constitution save. All right. Teen. Yeah, he, he not even close. Uh, okay. It's a six. So he takes one cold damage. <laughs> 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 Got him. Um, but... He, <laughs> he does have disadvantage on his next weapon attack roll. Okay, cool. That's good enough. Um, so Emery, as she's kind of running towards, not running, but moving towards the rest of the group, just throws her hand out and casts the same frost spell she used against the fire. And Perfect. the frost leaves from her hand and skitters across the ground and hits Mohawk. Awesome. So, Olnok would feel a little bit of a cool breeze go past him. Uh, you 
you definitely see some ice crystals form on Mohawk. Uh, Mohawk may not take a whole heck of a lot of damage, but he freaked out. He just got attacked by cold nothingness. Um, yeah, some didn't... frost grew on his fingers. <laughs> so, he got like sub-zeroed. That's that weird. You have absolutely got all of their rapt attention on you now uh, because there is just some weird crap going on. Um, and with that, it is Big Guy's turn. Um, right? Yeah. Yep. So Big Guy's going to chase James down. Uh, big Guy can move. Yeah, he's able to get right on top of you. Yeah, I kind of figured. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and he too draws his baton, um, and he's going to take a swing at you. Whew, Jesus! Um, he only rolls a nine to hit. Oh, thank God! <laughs> uh, so he misses. Cool. Um, oh, I screwed up. They can do two attacks. So this guy's going to swing at you again. Melanie got lucky. Oh, oh. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Uh, this guy hits this time. Oh. It's a 12 plus 4, 16 to hit. Yep. Uh, so with that... I got caught does. celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does six damages upon ye. Ow. Right across the head. So big guy comes up at you. Um, you're light on your toes. You're kind of ready for him. You've drawn your machete. Um, you dodged the first blow, but the second one... Uh, swings right across. He smacks you right upside the head. Uh, hits you pretty good. You, you definitely see some stars there. Uh, and with that, we are to Sleeveless's turn. Um, and Sleeveless seeing... Okay, yep, we're in fight mode. Uh, Pant suits up in front of him, so he's going to step up to Ulnok. Um, he's only five feet away anyway. So he's going to step right up to you. Um, and he is going to pull out his machete. Um, and he does a attempted hit upon you. He can only do one attack, uh, which he rolled a 13 to hit. So he misses. You're able to just slap the machete off to the side, uh, but you are now full on in melee with sleeveless. And with that, it's your turn. I would like to go into a rage. Okay. Let me make my marker here so I don't forget. Um... And I'm going to attack Sleeveless since he came at me with the machete. I'm not too happy about that. So. Perfect. Hands, feet. Battle axe. Battle axe. So you draw your draw your blood in? Yeah. All right. 16. Yep. Yep, that hits. Thank God for that plus five. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Seven. There you go. That's not bad. It would have been without the modifiers. Yeah. That was a two. Woo. <laughs> right. Listen, mine was a one. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so you see that you are in full combat. Uh, some of your old mil- your military training kicks in. You go straight angry. This man is going to be put down. Uh, you draw your battle axe from behind you, and you just lay a deep, deep wound across his torso. He's upright. He went from fine to not so much in one hit. Uh, and with that, it's Mohawk's turn. Mohawk, the captain, is very unmotivated today. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh, I guess we're doing this. All right. Fleeting from the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he he sees he is full on in combat mode. He pulls a 
he pulls his switchblade dagger, uh, and he is going. Closest guy to him is Olnok. He's going to step up to Olnok. Don't forget that he has disadvantage because of the frostbite. Thank you, I did. <laughs> uh, and he's going to make his first... Uh, oh, and he draws a machete as well. Homeboy's dual wielded on you. Ah. He's, he's, he's aggro. He's you know mad. Me? Yeah, I mean, maybe because I like axed his buddy or whatever. I mean, it's it's cool. So it's whatever. <laughs> uh, so he uh, he's gonna do his first attack with his machete. Uh, Fourteen plus five, nineteen to hit hits. I assume even range. Was that 19? was that with disadvantage? Oh, oh, thank you again. Ten plus five, fifteen to hit. Well, so he hits on his first attack. Does. Whew, Max damage, nine points of damage into ye. Friendly reminder, when you're raging, uh, you're resistant. So oh, yeah. you take half for uh, piercing, bludgeoning, and slashing, correct? Yes. So that would be four. four. Half rounded down is four. Is it disadvantage on all attacks or just that first? Just the first. Just okay. the first attack. Perfect. Uh, next attack misses, and then he's coming at you with the dagger. And that's a, ouch, that's a nat 20. Um, I wish that one had disadvantage. <laughs> uh, if it makes you feel any better, he only does five points of damage on that, which is, again, uh, you have resistance because it's piercing. So he has resistance on piercing and raging. It's two and a half, so round down to two? Two, yep, two points of damage. So Mohawk walks, steps up to you. He draws both of his weapons. He slashes you decent with the first... Uh, first attack, you duck the second, and he s- surprises you with a stab on the third. Um, but you're able to you're able to absorb those pretty well, whether it's your training or what have you. You you're angry enough you don't notice, basically. Thank God for adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> so that should take us back to the top, up to Elliot's turn. Does Tats still look like he's in the fight? Tats is in the fight. He's not happy, but he's upright. All right. I'm going to draw another arrow, uh, knock it, and shoot at Tats. All right. Tats is... 14. 14 versus Tats hits. 11 points of piercing damage. 11 points of piercing? Yes. All right. He is pretty ugly, but he's upright. You hit true. You hit well. But uh, do you want to move? Do anything else? Nope. I'm good. I'm just going to grab another arrow. Perfect. With that, we're to Emery. Okay. Um, Emery... Emery doesn't know we're going for this kid, though. Okay. So Emery is just going to go for... um, Let's see. Olnok has two guys around him, so I think Emery's just going to keep going for Mohawk. They're going to move another, I think, 10 feet closer. Okay. Um, and they're going to throw their hand out again and just trying for something more powerful, something bigger. Um, And they're going to cast Chaos Bolts on this guy. So I have to roll an attack. This is your confusing weird one. It is. Okay. It's okay. I've got a good handle on it. (laughs) Um, That's a 16 to hit. Yep. Um, So he's actually going to take nine psychic damage um my d8 that determines the attacks type rolled for psychic so as emery kind of throws their hand out hoping for something stronger 
there isn't a visual effect, but there's some kind of like mental force that radiates out from them in the direct line that their hand goes to this man. And he takes psychic damage on this one. Awesome. So yeah, you do that. You see Olnok particularly would see being right up close with this guy. You see him wince. Uh, from nothing. You, from your perspective, nothing happens. You see him wince and his nose starts to bleed. Oh, that's serious. Okay. <laughs> to roll for wild magic also. Yes. <laughs> I rolled a nat one. Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> I didn't even have <laughs> You are frightened by the nearest creature until Shit. the end of your next turn. <laughs> she looks over at Elliot. <laughs> I did psychic, not damage. I did a psychic effect to myself at the same time. <laughs> well, actually, to make it even more funny, Melanie is the closest. <laughs> <laughs> so I cast this Yoga psychic pants. magic, and very suddenly, like, just the fact that Melanie's also been casting magic is very overwhelming to me. And, and so I only took 10 foot of movement towards the fight, I'm going to take the rest of that movement away from Melanie. <laughs> you suddenly remembered what she's like in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit, I didn't grab enough coffee. <laughs> 30 feet total? Um, 20 feet away from Melanie because I had already moved 10. All right. You successfully move that distance away from her. Uh, <laughs> whether it's the, uh, the the just gross color of her magic or what, something has set you off about her and you're gone. Um, and now your worst nightmare's turn is up next. <laughs> is Tats still between me and the boy or is he kind of down. He's directly between you and the boy. He is not doing well, but he is on his feet. Okay. I'm going to look at him and say, I'll do it again! And I'll cast Eldritch Blast oh, at God. him a second time. <laughs> not even giving him a chance <laughs> to no, spot. I'll do it again! See? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll. That's not one. I oh, miss. <laughs> you miss. Um, and he kind of chuckles at you. He's like, I don't know what the hell you just did, but I ain't going nowhere. That's why I was running. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. like, I feel tingly. Bonus actions remove. Something uh, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to skirt around behind him. I'm not going to leave his melee, but I want to get between him and the boy. Okay. Right. <laughs> you successfully accomplished that. He, you are, you are now between him and the boy. Um, so just for your perspective, he, you are in melee with Tats, uh, and off to your left 10 feet is where Sleeveless and Mohawk are. They are currently engaged with Olnok. Uh, big guy's well behind you. And then the boy is about 15 feet in front of you. Okay. Uh, and that's your turn? Yes. All right. With that, we are to James. Where is James and the big guy in relativity to everyone else? You're kind of isolated off by yourself. Right. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. You're 35 feet from Emery. You're 40 feet from Elliot. And you're 25 from Melanie and Tats. Is Emery so kinda... moving in his direction? No. Away. Away from him. 
All right. Well, tell you who, I'm going to uh, slash at the big guy with my sword. All right. He is unmarked so far. Yeah, with my machete. That is a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's more than enough. For a whopping six points of damage. Hey, it's something. It is that. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, you got pork chops staring you down. Uh, and you, you slash at him with your machete. You catch him pretty good across the chest. It, it draws blood. It does damage. Uh, he's not particularly pleased. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to spit out blood and be like, I can do this all day. At least I think that's what he said in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, with that, that brings us to Tats. Um, he's going to spin around uh, to face Melanie, and he is going to remember that he is capable of attacking twice. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and again, he's just got his uh, bludgeoning stick. The first one's a 17 plus, so that hits. Uh, gonna deal ya six damages. Uh, and he's gonna swing again uh, for a net one. So he hits you once, and then the second hit, he just completely whiffs it, opens himself up. Pretty, pretty blind. If he had a knife or something, he'd be totally exposed for a stab. Um, <coughs> and that brings us to Pork Chop, big boy. Uh, he just got slashed across the chest by this little ginger kid in front of him. Uh, so he is going to return it fire. God, this is going to hurt so much. <laughs> Quite potentially. Um, 14 plus hits. Yeah, that hit. Four, five damage. I am down. All right. Well, he's going to hold his next hit. Uh, he's not going to no, go brutal on you. He dropped you. He's going to survey. Uh, he sees the archer and the, uh, the, the scary ass magic person. Um, well, I guess the less scary technically right now. <laughs> I, say, I don't magic think he person. saw me using the magic yet either. That's fair. You just did invisible magics. So he's going to move in Elliot's direction. He's not in melee. He's 10 feet from Elliot. And that brings us to Sleeveless, who is looking like shit. Uh, he's got a big old pantsuit wearing Marine up in front of him. Not Marine. Naval Navy. Man, sorry. My, my apologies. That's right. Brothers Marine, that's my default. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to do a hit upon ye, uh, which is a 15 to hit. Yeah, he got me. Thankfully, he rolled like garbage, so he did two halved to one damages to <laughs> Yay. Um, And this guy does not get multi-attack, so that's it. And that's your turn. He yeah, I'm pokes gonna... you gently. <laughs> I am mildly uncomfortable. Um, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and attack sleeveless. Yeah, that's a twenty. Yeah, yep. two and then some. <laughs> you hit. That's an eight. That drops him. How do you do it? I didn't expect this to kill him actually, since I rolled the three. Um, <laughs> hit the battle axe. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I just I just really want to see some gushy blood, so I'm gonna blast it right in his neck. And I want to see that happen. Absolutely. So you bury your axe into his neck, and you absolutely get some beautiful gushy. That's action. glorious. Yes. Buried in deep, you're able to see through pretty much all of his neck. He's he's now akin to a almost headless ghost from a popular magic series. Um, 
<laughs> uh, his, his head's attached barely. You see everything. Lots of gore, lots of splash, lots of... Ugh. Uh, just out of curiosity, are you in your whites or are you in a tan? I'm in the khakis. In the khakis, okay. A little less gruesome on you then. Yeah, it's not. I'm not painted in blood and whiteness. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Uh, movement. You do have Mohawk still on top of you. Yeah, I'm gonna get away from him. Okay. So he has to chase me. If you move just so you know, you take what's called an opportunity attack, which means he gets a chance to hit you if you move out of melee. Oh. Um, so let's not do that. I'm going to okay. stand in there. I'm Perfect. Gonna wait. All right. Well, in that case, it's his turn. He just acts twice, though. Shit. Three. Three. Oh, that's right. Christ. If you moved, he would, he would attack an extra time, though. Yeah, he would effectively four. attack four times. Um, this gives me the best chance. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Counterintuitively, this is good. <clears throat> uh, that hits 15 plus. Um for a certain amount of damage that this isn't rolling. Uh, eight have to four. Fucker. Still up? Yep. All right. Uh, 14 plus. Yep. Okay. This one's a little better. Five have to two. Better for you. Worse for him. Still up? Yep. All right. He's going to go with the dagger. Uh, I'm praying he misses, but I do have a fail safe. 15 uh, plus. That hits. Stuff. So that will be six halved to three. Okay, can I use my stone's endurance? Yes. So that just doesn't take me out. Yeah. Yep. So you weather the blow of that round on that. Barely. Yeah. This is is your whole roll, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Scrapping along in the barely area. (laughs) And that brings us up to Elliot. You have pork chop coming down at you. He is 10 feet away. Okay, I'm going to draw the bow, change, and shoot at Porkchop. Okay. Wait a minute. Can I still see Tats? Yeah, you can see him. He's pretty rough right now, isn't he? So Tats is uh, not doing well. I'm going to keep. Down. I'm going to keep on Tats. Okay. I'm going to. Sh- Oops. I'm going to shoot Tats. Probably not. Ten. You, you miss. I missed. Okay, and then I'm going to move 30 feet away from the dude that's coming after me. Okay, retreating backwards 30 feet. Yeah, whichever way is away from him. And I'm going to draw another arrow. Uh, So, yeah, that puts you a long ways away to just because you seem to hate Taps in particular. (laughs) He is. (laughs) Uh, He's 90 feet away now, so he's still in range. I'm I'm good out to 150 feet before I have disadvantage. still reach out and touch everybody just fine. That's... Rangers. (laughs) Rangers. <laughs> uh, with that, we are back to Emery. Okay. Um, in Emery's fear, kind of moving backwards away from Melanie, they still see the guy that they've been fighting, That the guy that they've been sending magic at. Which was Mohawk, correct? Correct. Yes. Attacking Olnok and hitting him pretty good. Yes. Um, so they are still going to cast magic at him. He needs Perfect. to roll his constitution save. Emery is doing frostbite again. Okay. He has a... Please make him stop hitting me. <laughs> that's the hope. <laughs> uh, that's a 15? That saves, unfortunately. So he takes no effect from the spell. Damn it. Um, I'm not going to move any further, though. 
perfect. Okay. Just so you are aware, this doesn't affect you because he's not coming at you. The closest guy to you is pork chop at 20 feet. Okay. Um, you are 50, 50, 50 from all the other bad guys. Okay, cool. Um, and at the end of my turn, I'm like, wait, why am I scared of Melanie? She's on my side. Okay. That doesn't effect, make any ends. sense. And okay. so I don't move any further away. And <laughs> <laughs> no right. longer affecting myself with my magic. In an opportunity to maybe remind you why, uh, it's Melanie's turn. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to pull a knife from my pocket and attempt to stab Tats. Okay. Perfect. Tats is... Uh, 15 and a bit. Hits. And that's... What do you have as a plus? Plus three? Uh, plus two. Okay, you do need to roll. Oh. Uh, four points? Nailed him. Exactly what he needed to drop. Talk one out. <laughs> How do you do it? I never touched a knife in violence before she in my life. So she straight up, she pulls it from her pocket and does like the stabby scream thing. Perfect. <laughs> Underhanded downwards. You plant like, it. Like just down, like downwards. So you're able to plant it between uh, his collarbone and his neck. Not a whole lot of gore, but you do hear some gurgling, uh, and he drops down um, as he is effectively drowning on blood internally. I'm taking my knife back. <laughs> you, okay, if you draw it back, then there's a nice little splurt and squirt and bloody bits spewing about. Ew. Um, but he is very much out of commission. Um. Uh, Okay, at that point, I'm going to try to get to the boy. You can absolutely reach him. Okay, I'm going to get to the boy, say something generally reassuring about it's safer now and come with me and we'll move quickly at 30 feet per round (laughs) (laughs) away from the fight to back towards the... uh, Station. Perfect. Um, go ahead and roll a persuasion. Don't worry, kid. I'm not going to stab you. <laughs> like, you just saw me kill that guy, right? <laughs> 17. Okay. Yep. Kids. Kid was very afraid of those guys. Yes, you committed violence, but you committed violence to people that he was very scared of. So he's going to chase after you. Um, and so you've got, I don't know, another about. Uh, 25 feet of movement. I, f- I feel like I'm pull like I have my pocket knife in my hand, but I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want it. <laughs> the safest route. I don't want to touch it anymore. Safest route will bring you within 20 feet of James. I'm going to go the safest route. Perfect. So you are 20 feet from James. And the homeboy, I'm gonna delete that boy because he'd be dead. Who I just now noticing seems to be unconscious on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does not notice. No. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, speaking of unconscious on the floor, it's James's turn. <laughs> that saves. That's a that's a pass. Yay! 
He looks slightly less dead than he did a second ago. <laughs> uh, Thugby is dead, so we're up to pork chop. Um, pork chop just saw you book shit away from him. Um, he's not. He's he's. It's pretty obvious you're not going to let him get close. He's not a dumb dumb. Come on, Peter Gazer, bring it on. Do you want him to chase <laughs> Peter you? Gazer. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a persuasion. Uh, let's say it's a DC like twelve. Two. Yeah, he no. Uh, <laughs> he just flips you the bird, just like fuck off, old man. Uh, and unfortunately, close to him is Emery. Yeah. So he's gonna come up on Emery. I didn't think that would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna do a, a two hurties upon you. The first one is a 10 plus 4 to hit. That hits. <laughs> yeah, I tried to hold that guy back, but he hits like a fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's three damages. Okay. And for his second attack, that's a 7. That hits. That's a 17 yeah. plus some shit. Uh, 7 to hit. Uh, 7 damages, I'm sorry. 7 hurts. I am you. also down. Alright, so pork chop just cusses at the old man who's backing away, not on him close. He comes up to you and I think it's safe to say you've not been in many combat scenarios in no. your day. Uh, Fully so he, cleans my clock. Yeah, you take one to the gut, which doubles you over, and he brings a uppercut with the mace up to your skull and just lays you out. You're and down? Out Damn. go the lights. Two hits. That's all it takes. Dunsies. To be fair, his second hit was seven damage, which is one less than my actual hit points. (laughs) Speaking of uh, being close to ouchies, we have Olnok. You have Mohawk up on you. God damn it. I tried. I know. You did attempt. I appreciate the attempt. (laughs) I tried real hard. Okay. I'm grapple then. So you are going to make a strength check. And you've got advantage because you're raging. Oh, good to know. There you go. Even better. Oh, is that the same point bonus? Okay. (laughs) Was that with advantage? So my best roll was a 14. Okay. That's really good. It's not bad. That's not bad. bad. Don't think it's average. Anything over 10 is okay. (laughs) He rolled a four. (laughs) Plus five. Oh, was it the, was the strength modifier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you had your yeah. plus two. So 17. Yeah. Never yeah. mind, okay. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I'm like, anything <laughs> that was 10, really good. don't even worry about it. You're fine. <laughs> okay. It's a yeah. good roll. It just didn't, didn't, so, didn't look good. Didn't look like a good number. You have the size <laughs> advantage. You have the scare advantage. You absolutely grapple this homeboy. Uh, tackle him down to the ground. You've got him. Okay. I'm assuming you want to tackle him to the ground. Yes. Or do you just want to hold him? I want to. <laughs> he's going down. I, okay. I need him to not be able to attack well. There you go. You absolutely, you accomplish said action quite nicely. And with that, uh, it's his turn. Unfortunately, and I'm on top of him. This is great. Uh, So he (laughs) now makes all of his attacks with disadvantage. One of those was a 19, but the other one was an eight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> plus five, eight plus five is a 13 to hit you. I need that a 14 or higher. So first miss. So far it's paying off. Keep rolling shitty. <laughs> That's a 16. Damn it. 
That's a seven plus five is one less than last time. Yay! <laughs> and now for the dagger. That fucking dagger got me last time. That's a 13 that would hit. Plus 13 plus yeah. stuff. Plus five? Yep. Oh. Nine plus, plus five. That's a 14 if it meets, hey, it hits. It meets, it hits. But I'm still in rage, so there's a chance I can get out of this. It's slim, but it's there. That doesn't sound like that's the one. Seven halved. I needed him to, to roll a one, so I wouldn't oh, take any. Gotcha. So, shit. <laughs> he got gotcha. you. Got me. All right. That was a valiant effort, though. I did my best. Uh, and with that, that brings us up to Elliot. Elliot, you can see that pork chop is bearing down on Emery. That's your closest target. And from your distance, you can see that Olnok is laying on top of Mohawk. Um, and I would assume that would grant Mohawk at least partial cover. And he's prone. I, I'd have disadvantage because he's prone. Yeah. Uh, so... Porkchop's not doing too poorly, and he just dropped Emery. I'm going to have to go after Porkchop. Okay, I want to move 20 feet closer to him okay. and then shoot him. Okay. That one. Oh. Ah. All right. So you get closer to him, uh, and you make a arrow go flying through the air. Um, bonus action? No? Okay. Uh, with that, we are to Emery. Well, that was a two. That oh, is one failure. Crap. That brings us to scary Melanie. Melanie, you have a child <laughs> in tow. You see James laying uh, 20 feet from you. You see Emery laying a bit further. You see Olnok uh, laying a slightly less further. And you see Elliot upright with a bow. I'm going to run over to James, and I have absolutely no medical knowledge, but I'm going to try to get him upright again. You uh, know, if okay. he's bleeding, I'm going to pat it. If he's unconscious, I'm going to slap him a little, you know, gently. <laughs> That's a six. <laughs> yep, that did not work. I um, am indeed unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I tried. All right. Uh, so you walk up to James, and then James makes a death saving throw. Uh, <laughs> well, you put it that way. <laughs> if I roll a natural one, I I'm going to be so sorry. I rolled a four. Uh, okay. From my angle, it looked like a one for a second. <laughs> I saw it like a one, so I was like, oh, no. So that was only 20 feet of movement. In theory, yeah, could I try to move, James? Uh, yeah. He's a small guy. You it's usually half movement if you're so you can move carrying feet. someone. I'm going to try to drag him five feet, which would account for his real death save. Okay. <laughs> you do that. He moves five feet uh, <laughs> with you. Uh, <laughs> I'm helping-ish. Uh, You're trying. You're trying. It matters. Pull, just, pull by the arms, not by the feet. <laughs> I just see her sitting uh, and dragging you like, I'm killing my back. <laughs> Porkchop's going to move towards you, Elliot. He's not going to quite make it to you um, by choice. He's not going to quite come all the way up to you. He's brandishing his club. He's like, look, man, I've dropped two of you. 
I'll drop your old ass too. Um, that guy's dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> old Knox, uh, death saving throw. That's a fucking twenty, boy. That's <laughs> a, you're up. Yeah. You're, you're up with one hit point. Yep. Holy shit! Hey, I'm not dead. So Mohawk Take it. stabs you. You die, and then he feels you twitch back up on him. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably a little freaked out. I would guess. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Uh, he might not know you're aw- yeah. awake at the moment. Gonna have him roll a perception check. Uh, yeah. He pushes you off, rolls out, uh, stands up, and he's just gonna take the turn to survey the okay. world. Um, cause he's aware the boy's grabbed out of reach, um, and the only other opponent he can see is Elliot, who's way out of reach, so he's just gonna get up, he's gonna survey, um, he does nothing to you. Okay. Uh, and with that, a well, that brings us back up to Elliot's turn. Uh, you so said pork chop is pork chop fifteen is feet of you. Perfect. I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> with Hopefully, right gun guns, gun or bow. He's I've the got bow. the bow wow. in my hand. Perfect. Yeah, he's right up on you, ish. He's. For bow speak. You need to Ten. switch your dice, man. Ten total? Ten total. Okay. Yep. It so, was his by his ear just barely missing the guy. So I'm gonna drop my bow and I'm gonna pull out my two machetes. Dope. And I'm gonna say, I used to whip kids like you for lunch. Alright. Uh, he chuckles. He's not the most intimidated he's ever been in his life, but unless you're wanting to make a true intimidation check. Let me give it a shot. Yeah, go for it. Say Ten. It, 15. Yeah, no. Yeah, he just chuckles. He's He's got this crotchety old man holding two sticks, and he knows he just dropped two people pretty easily. Uh, so with that, we are to Emery. Emery is going to make another death save with a different die. Which rolls a nine. Oh, Another no. failure. So that's two fail? Yes. Okay. Oh, Lord. Melanie, where are great. we at? You're up. You're never mind. You're fine. It's James. Who's James, where are you at? James has one failure and one success. Okay. You're back up. So two failures, one failure, fine and fine. Okay. Uh, it is Melanie's turn. I... You have James over your shoulder, bleeding profusely. <laughs> Emery's laying on the ground. She is... Uh, you could make it to her. I'm gonna take him to Emery, and somehow she looks more dead, so I'll try my makeshift medicine check on her. Okay, so yeah... <laughs> Drop James down on the ground next to Gently, gently (laughs) lay James on the ground. I am not a sack of potatoes. I would like to believe that the kid may have, like, grabbed a foot or something to help. Like, he's old enough. He might be a little helpful. He's attempting, right? We got it. Uh, So, yeah, go ahead and make a uh, attempted medicine check. That's a six. Yeah, unfortunately. That's not... It's just not going to quite cut it. Darn it. Uh, <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. God, I um, love being level one. I'm it's sorry. So much fun. This is all my fault. <laughs> uh, 
All right, let's you, have. You just uh, had to have your phone. I wouldn't say it, but it kind of is. It's totally all my fault. All of this is all my fault. Quite, quite literally. Yeah. Yep. 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 All of it. And with that, uh, the sack of potatoes is turned. <laughs> Gently laid him down. Listen, listen, all right. I may be Irish, but I'm not a potato. <laughs> That is a success. Yay. All right. Not dead yet. All right. Pork Chop is up. He is going to step toe to toe with Elliot. Uh, and he is going to make an attempted hit upon you. That's a 17 plus hit. Hits. Four. Uh, seven damages. Okay. And his second attack is a 13 plus. Hits. Ouch. Eight. Which that drops you. Puts me down. (laughs) All right. We're doing great. Oh, God. So, uh, (laughs) as Elliot hits the ground, Melanie being the sole person standing up, uh, you see leaving the uh, truck stop a officer. Uh, I'm going to scream. Yeah. So Cop realizes he's got a big-ass biker about 10 feet from him just dropped an old man. Uh, he's going to draw his weapon, point it directly at the biker, and say, all right, buddy, it's time to be done. Uh, seeing, obviously, this is not a try to cool things down. There are people laying all over the parking lot out here. Uh, he's going to, <laughs> he's going to uh, fire his weapon at pork chop. Poorly. He just barely misses. Um, But you see him kind of shake it off uh, and he fires again. Uh, That one hits. (laughs) He shoots the shit out of Porkchop. Porkchop's still up. Porkchop's not good. Uh, And he's going to scream a command of enough. Um, just, just scream enough at pork chop, and he's going to attempt a free uh, intimidation check, which is charisma. Poorly. <laughs> so pork chop just got shot. Pork chop's not happy. Um, at this point, uh, well, I guess it's not his turn. I was gonna say it's Olmok's turn it's now. Olmok's turn. I have a whole a one yeah, HP. Can. I'm killing it. Yeah. All right. Mohawk's the only thing you can reach this turn. Have we hurt Mohawk at all? Yeah, he's fine, but you've hurt him. I would imagine you're more intimidating. Than I'm going to go should. intimidation. I got a plus three on that, so that's probably my best shot. Uh, I'm giving you advantage, and we're going to say it's a DC, I don't know, 12. It's a six plus three. Not quite there. Nah, Please roll better. Nine plus three. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) You beat it. Go incredibly vivid on this. How do you scare the pants off Mohawk? Oh my God. Okay. Um, I have this terrible idea in my head, so I don't want to use it, but it's all I can think about at the moment. So, for some reason, I really want to stand Marsh this guy because he thinks I'm dead. So I want to stand up and be like, Hey, Mohawk! I didn't hear no bell! <laughs> 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 
Mohawk leaps about a foot in the air because uh, everybody behind him was dead. <laughs> leaps about a foot in the air, turns around and sees your fairly bloody, gruesome uh, nightmare of a look right now. I mean, you're bleeding profusely. You did go down from a stab wound and you had massacred a man in front of him earlier, bleeding, getting his blood all over you. You look like a nightmare. Um, he's going to leap about a foot in the air and he is going to attempt to... Uh, well, it's just—is that your turn? That's it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's all I can do. He is going to. If you're turn? not taking an action, you can also take the dodge, which would give him disadvantage on attacks against you. I'd just, like to do that. Okay, you do that. <laughs> uh, just a note. <laughs> he's gonna leave. He's scared. Uh, as far as he's concerned, you're a zombie. Um, and so he is going Reasonable. to leave your threatened area. You get an attack of a t- opportunity upon him. So uh, try to hurt him. Okay. I'm assuming you would like to hurt him. I would very much like to hurt him. Keep in mind, you know, like a raging because you are unconscious. Right. Yeah. You're back to normal. We're back to normal. That's a 20, baby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so roll your damage dice twice. Okay. And, and plus three. Yep. <laughs> plus three. Yep. 14. <laughs> Good deal. That's a, that's a decent blow. He's still upright. He's he's gonna live to see, see another day. But zombie giant just scared the bricks yeah. off of him, and he runs his full speed away from all y'all. Uh, he's headed south of the truck stop. He's gone, and that takes us back to the top. Elliot, death save. Net one. Oh no! Oh, yes. Two oh, failures. God. Okay. Oh, that's bad. That's, that's very bad. That's really bad. Yeah, and that natural one is two that's failures. That's two, yeah. 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 Yikes. Hey. All right. You're down to two fails? Yep. Ten! Yay! Yay! Thank God. God. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we are on the razor's edge here. I was horrible. <laughs> that brings us to Melanie's turn. Melanie, what would you like to do? Please help Emery. <laughs> I really want to, but I'm so bad at this. But I'm going to try again. Okay. Seven. Nope. Okay. Hey, it's higher than a six. I ha- I'm literally a negative one. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Levels. But, like, statistically, <laughs> you've yeah, I'm not in now. any better position. Yeah, I got a negative one, too. But I can't help either. All right, James. That's a seven. Okay, that's two up, two down. Uh, that brings us to Copman's turn. Or, I guess that brings us to Porkchop's turn. Good. <laughs> so Porkchop just got fucking shot. Um, there's law enforcement in town, and he looks around and he sees that his boss man's running. Um, so Porkchop gonna... Yep. He's gonna drop his stick and uh, just put his hands up. Uh, faces Copman. Uh, he does kind of move towards the cop, but he's 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 dropped dropped his weapon. Um, and then it's cop man's turn. He's gonna approach and he's gonna restrain pork chop. Pork chops out of the fight. So <laughs> now there is no fight, and we can all medicine prop up properly. We can drop yes. out of initiative. Yeah, we're out of initiative. Please thank thank God. We made it. <laughs>
theater of the mind is Jeremy Arfston as Elliot Brandybane, Amanda Arfston as Melanie Kelly, Michael Burnell as Olnock Varger Johnson, Michael Downs as James O'Brien, Casey Weingarten as Emery Lee, and myself, Mike Schock, as your Dungeon Master. We release new episodes every two weeks, so our next episode will release on December 10th. If you would like to follow us, our social media and website can be found in our link tree, which can be found in the podcast description. Also in the podcast description, you can find a link to Pinecast, as well as our referral code to get you 40% off your first four months of a paid membership. The music this week was sourced from Epidemic Sounds, who we are not sponsored by under the Creative Commons license. The songs used in order this week are Going Solo by Eric Feinberg, In the Lab by Ethan Sloan, When It Hits You by Wanderers Trove, That Delicate Morning by Trace Way, Tudor by Bonnie Grace, Foreign Entity by Calm Shores, Make No Mistakes by Bonnie Grace, Machiavellian by Wendell Scherer, Deer Hunt by Bonnie Grace, Final Parade by John Bjork, and We Still Have Courage by Bonnie Grace. The Theater of the Mind theme was written by Mike Schock.